This is Colin Dixon with End Screen Media. Because of their high value, live sports are among the most pirated form of video content. Some sports rights holders believe they are losing as much as 80% of the value of their event. Steve Hawley, editor of Piracy Monitor and my partner in the upcoming Video Security Summit, interviews Simon Bryden of Cinemedia, who breaks down the tools that are necessary to combat sports piracy. You can hear more from Cinemedia and many other video security experts at the Video Security Summit on October 19th and 20th. If you are listening to this podcast, you can sign up for the summit for free by following the link in the podcast description. Steve, over to you. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Steve Hawley. I'm the Managing Director of Piracy Monitor. And with me today is Simon Bryden from Cinemedia. And um, he's going to tell us how hard they work on stopping piracy in their world. Um, Simon is the Senior Director for Security Business Development for Sports. And uh, so without any further ado, Simon, why don't you tell us a little about yourself and what you do at Cinemedia? Uh, Thanks, Steve. Uh, Thanks for having me. uh, well, my background is as an OTT broadcaster and a very early pioneer and in the sports uh, rights business. So I've seen firsthand both personally uh, as an OTT broadcaster and as a rights owner under pressure from piracy. And those two worlds have sort of merged for me harmoniously in the great role I have at Cinemedia, where I work with both broadcasters, sports broadcasters, uh, and uh, sports rights owners to try and protect them from uh, all forms of piracy and to help them put together compelling business cases to fight piracy and show where they can make a return on investment and earn more money, protect themselves, protect them services. And so we can try and stop the curse of, of piracy in this uh, modern world. Well, with all these threats in the media business, I mean, we hear about new ones every day. And even worse, we hear about all these cybersecurity threats out in the real world, not just in our business. But with your background in video and sports and content protection technologies, um, how do you present a business case for them to do more about it? How do you justify their investment? Well, I think the first thing, there's certain things that, that need to be done to protect their services. So, We try and equate um, uh, with certain services where they can make a return on investment. So I think for us, it's first of all, identifying the most damaging type of piracy. And and that obviously has some variations, certainly in live sport, the value in the sports industry and live sport. So clearly to make a business case and to make a return on investment, we've got to get to the source of the live sport We've got to do where do that where it's most damaging. So for us, for instance, with a major uh, sports broadcast and rights owner, we would be looking to target in the closed network IPTV world the services that are offering high quality, uh, if you like, TV a replacement service to a legal service, and we would work a a plan around the intelligence of the most nefarious pirates impacting the client and put together an action plan to stop that in live real time in order to try and drive conversion. And we know from our research with sports pirate consumers that where you can impact the live sport that the fan has to get, if you're successful at doing that, the fan has indicated in independent research uh, with Ampere analysis 
that they will convert uh, if that is their only uh, source of getting the content that they love. Well, with sports, we're talking about live events and we're talking about soccer matches or football matches. We're talking about prize fights, you know, where things, the value diminishes very quickly. Once you're late in the game where the outcome is clear, uh, you're going to start to lose audience. Uh, so tell me, tell me about the urgency of that and, and what you might do first. Well, the urgency is, first of all, identifying who the most uh, damaging wholesale pirate is. The wholesaler is providing his content to a multitude of thousands, potentially, of resellers. You can't go after the reseller. You have to go to the source. And it's critical you get the intelligence right to identify the pirate wholesalers who are most damaging. They have the biggest subscriber base across their network. So by dealing with one wholesaler, you are taking out a lot of resellers and potentially hundreds of thousands or even millions of of illegal viewers. So first of all, everything starts with the intelligence. And then you have to take a concerted campaign of action to disrupt that uh, network live in real time, week in, week out, or with a pay-per-view. We just had the Tyson Fury-Deontay Wilder fight from Vegas at the weekend. You've got to do that repeatedly, week in, week out, so that the viewer that is hoping to access his illegal service realizes he can't, and uh, the content uh, pirate realizes the danger to his business by repeatedly stealing that set of content. So this is not a one-and-done, you know, solve it once and you're all finished kind of a proposition. This is, you know, we're talking about a business case for this. Uh, I, I, I may gain or lose millions of dollars on the prize fight that took place last month, but now there's one that took place over this past weekend. I have to do this all over again. And then the next one, I have to do this all over again. Um, so uh, yeah. clearly this is an ongoing process and you could lose millions of dollars each time. Um, you know, well, I, I could see you bent over a spreadsheet trying to justify financially. Well, you're, you're losing sustained revenues. You know, I have a, a client last week saying, you know, we think on one particular market, on one particular property, we're running at 20% legal viewership, 80% illegal. Wow. That is that is a, a rights owner. You've got to do it sustained, concerted, week in, week out, and go after, identify the worst and, and, and take the actions that you can, whether that be uh, dynamic IP blocking in markets available or uh, disruption, technical disruption. But with a live event, you have to deal with it there. You have to deal with it week in, week out. Well, and that was we've a got very... to build that up because what, what, we, what, we, what we really need to see is that the actions that we take deliver for our clients measurable and quantifiable returns. If that is the case, our clients have got a strong business scenario to take to their leadership to say, please, this is working. Look at what we've achieved. Here is the metric. Look at these audience numbers. Look at the drop off. Look at the impact. Look what we're achieving. And this should lead to additional investment. If if the people responsible for fighting anti-piracy can prove to their leadership what they're doing and the efficacy of what they're doing, their leadership will invest in them more. They'll invest in more actions, uh, better actions. And that is what we have to help our clients do so that whether it be sport or whether it be uh, 
movies or whatever, they can see that what they're doing is having an impact. Well, you had me sit up and take notice when you said 80%, 20%. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's a, that's a pretty obvious gap in revenue. And, uh, if you, if, if the people you're talking to don't sit up and take notice that a statistic like that, maybe they're not listening. So, um, that's, uh, that's, well, that, that was the client. That's what he's being told. That is the rights owner. That is what he is, is seeing. He said to me, um, you know, we've got to, we've got to do something, we've got to do something different. Uh, most importantly, because obviously they're doing something basic at the moment, but they've yeah. got to change the game. Well, that's interesting too, because uh, you know, let's look at it from a framework of analytics. Uh, I come from a place where analytics is, means video quality, uh, and my uh, colleague in the Video Security Summit, Colin Dixon, thinks of analytics in terms of the su- success of digital advertising. Um, so we have a little bit of overlap in that we're both concerned about the quality of the consumer experience, uh, whether it's technically that the picture doesn't macro block or whether it's did the ad play, did the consumer stay all the way through, was it a seamless experience? But what neither of us had recognized was analytics as a way to discover piracy. Um, you know, is content where it's supposed to be? Is it playing when it's supposed to be? Uh, that sort of thing. So we've just, but we, you know, we've developed a sense that analytics is really core to discovering piracy. Uh, so tell me, tell me more about that. Uh, how does, how do artificial intelligence and machine learning play a role? Yeah. Um, everything that we t- try to do, and it's not always possible, you know, we're all, but first detect, second analyze, third measure. That is a mantra that runs across everything that we do, specifically with machine learning. And uh, we have a service called credential sharing and for credential sharing and fraud called CSFI. And we use very advanced uh, algorithms and machine learning to detect uh, illicit sharing, criminal sharing, fraudulent sharing uh, in an OTT database. And that uses very advanced analysis to work out who your good customers are and where you are seeing your abuse of your credential system, uh, which is it's a very nuanced, um, you know, how people share credentials, what they do, where they're stolen, how they're stolen. And so we use very advanced machine learning and analytics in that service uh, very specifically. So maybe we re- we need to rewrite the definition of analytics in this context and expand it. And uh, I know that uh, there are standards organizations working on exactly that, uh, working yeah. on best practices and so forth. So we'll have to stay tuned and see how industries like pay TV and over the top deal with anomalies like that using uh, uh, using AI and machine learning. But you know, but so much of this piracy discussion uh, is, is about credential fraud, watermarking, monitoring, and so forth. What about service theft? Um, how does how is delivery infrastructure vulnerable? But, well, first of all, before you get into combating piracy, first thing you have to do is protect your service. As you know better than anyone, Steve, we have been in the conditional access business for a very long time. Uh, I, but you know that is more of the old school. In the new OTT world, we are seeing a lot of service theft. Um, I guess I would summarize it as this: content theft used to be pirate encoders, transcoders. They'd have their own CDN, limited end user experience. They'd acquire the content. It cost them money. They'd host it. They'd deliver it. 
the rights owner broadcaster loses the money. With service theft, it's a new their new theft route. They're actually stealing it from the operator's platform. So they steal it from the operator's CDN. It has all the features. They then provide it to the reseller network. So you have the revenue loss. It's easy to get the content. It's even easier to resell and distribute. So you lose the revenue to the pirate audience, but also you're often paying, therefore, for the service infrastructure. You're actually paying for the delivery of your content, of your CDN, to the pirate network, which is quite a frightening thought. And the reason that this happens is they hack um, the tokenization system. So the authorization tokens are duplicated. The concurrency mechanisms are breached, and they then have access to the CDN token to then deliver it. I guess, you know, it's a bit like when you're flying. The current boarding card, if you, if you fly, you get a boarding card. And that is like the access token. And the DRM license and the DRM just does not control that. You know, the second stage, what OTT Service Guard is, is like the passport. It's an unclonable key that secures the control plane and it doesn't allow the criminals to hack the control plane, abuse the token system and deliver it. So as well as stopping and protecting your own OTT service from theft, you're also then forcing them into other ways to steal it, more expensive ways, more convoluted, more complex, more investment, more expensive. You're making their life harder. Well, there's, uh, of course, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff circulating around in anti-piracy circles about how inexpensive it is for a pirate to set up operations. And they go out and buy a server for a few thousand dollars. There's a lot of open source software out there. There's a whole industry built around pirates helping pirates and pirates enabling pirates. And then when somebody inflicts malware on a consumer device, they split the proceeds when the ransomware kicks in. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's very dangerous. There's numerous examples of pirates selling the IPTV script. They'll give you an explanation what it is. Scripts are the codes written in PHP. You know, the, they'll offer a guarantee that these uh, scripts are working. They're a guarantee they'll continue. They're out for free testing. And then all of these channels, all of these OTT hacked services. And look, this is not a reflection on any one individual OTT service. We, are, we have seen every OTT service seems to have the same vulnerability uh, where the DRM uh, does, it does its role, but it does not protect from the hacking. Mm. So, you know, these pirates are out there stealing it. It's a fantastic model. Imagine, you know, you're able to hack the service and deliver it illegally at the expense of the legal owner. So OTT Service Guard is, a, is actually a brand new service. Uh, we've been putting a considerable investment and it only officially launched uh, last week. Um, so that is how the first thing, protect your service, protect your OTT service. Um, and that is at the heart of the DNA of this business, which has been in the conditional access game for 42 years. 
Well, we'll look forward to actually seeing demonstrations of that over time when we all start going back to physical trade shows and, and that sort of thing. Um, and uh, perhaps in your session uh, at the uh, Video Security Summit this coming week, uh, you can at least make reference to the platform. But uh, we're, we're excited to hear that. So, you know, it's, it's um, increasingly clear uh, just in this conversation, but I, I think in general, if you follow piracy and anti-piracy, there's just no, no one single answer to the piracy problem, if you want to call it that. And you can point to something individual like you did, watermarking DRM, and argue that, you know, there might be some things lacking. But in reality, it involves an ecosystem. So how do you complement these kinds of things with a more complete solution? You talked about OTT Service Guard, uh, you know, but beyond technology, what else? Well, you know, I think you said it perfectly there, Steve. You know, first of all, try and protect your service, protect your credentials of use, OTT, service guard credentials. Then you've got a whole host of other areas, you know, obviously in watermarking where we have uh, excellent watermarking solutions, especially for on-the-edge watermarking, head-end watermarking. And to augment our capability there, we recently acquired uh, the leading edge watermarking, forensic watermarking company, Content Armor. And then it, it, there are obviously a whole multitude of others. You've got your open web piracy, your social network piracy, your closed network IPTV piracy. We've put a considerable investment into the open, uh, the closed web IPTV infrastructure. It's an area a lot of people have said not much can be done, and uh, we would we would absolutely counter that. A lot of Vendors in the space don't really, I think some uh, do, but others, do, they don't really see that. And uh, obviously, uh, in very many cases in the States, they absolve this to ACE and the Motion Picture Association, who do great work, um, you know, uh, going after these pirates. But we have a really advanced cyber intelligence on those networks. And uh, we have a multitude of actions to make an impact. So I think, it, you know, it's about having a 360-degree solution that, that solves everything. But clearly, there will be businesses out there that have expertise in some areas uh, for, for in one area. And I think in certain areas, we absolutely have out-and-out market-leading expertise uh, and that desire to, to make the impact and measure the impact and to use it with to analyze that impact properly. Well, you, you maybe heavily overused term these days is it takes a village or it takes community. And uh, certainly that's an illustration of that. It's important to, to partner. It's important to have all the components in one place and, uh, and in a complete, a complete framework. Well, you know, the, the media industry works on the principle of a virtuous circle, you know, content creators or rights owners in sport or content creators in, the world of entertainment, they create intellectual property and in what they make and they sell it and broadcasters need to, to, to monetize it. So they make further investment. And this is not, this is more than a multi-billion dollar business. This is a, a hundreds of billion dollar business of many people's livelihoods rest. This is a massive employer, not just in the UK, the States, all over the world. So, this is not a victimless crime, and uh, this has to, it has to change. We have to protect these people. This virtuous circle is being broken, and it's becoming a vicious one, where in sports, you know, certain 
uh, content, deals are flat or down and pressure is put on in various other industries where piracy is, is, is impacting it. So we've got to get this back to the proper virtuous circle between content owners and broadcasters and try and remove the nefarious influence of these criminals in the middle. That's an, that's an amazing way to sum it up. A virtuous circle has become a vicious circle. That's a, that's a great metaphor. I'd never heard that before. And uh, congratulations for thinking that one up. That's great. And maybe it's not your original idea, but it's a great concept. I think it might be. <laughs> I don't know, but that's how I've, you know, having worked in sport, you know, where we see the virtuous circle go and you expect on cycles things to go up, broadcasters to make money. Clearly, if broadcasters can't make money and there's this great uh, piracy in the middle, it's going to it's going to create a pressure. And uh, that is something uh, I've uh, lived with for the last 20 years. So and I think it's very true and never more true now. Well, I, this is a great conversation and uh, I wish we could extend it a little further. But, uh, you know, time time is passing. And uh, um, to finish. Can you give our audience a few priorities? You know, there's, there, we talked about so many things here. Clearly, we're talking about an ecosystem. We're talking about a multitude of issues that can happen anywhere from beginning to end of the, the media value chain, if you were. So if you were a pay TV operator or an OTT streaming provider, what would you do first? How do you complement what's already in place? Uh, I think the first thing is uh, protect your service from, from theft. That is something that clearly and I you know I we're seeing that more and more I think they're more and more aware of um, where their service is being hacked and stolen so I think we now have a, a, a solution for that uh, secondly I think really understand the scale of what you're facing intelligence understand the scale of the the the, the criminal how they're structured the nature of what they do, their distribution, the wholesaler network. Get, get a complete picture of the global problem in front of you and then your territorial problems. Dig deep into the markets you're under pressure. There are local differences. There's local experts. The guy most impacting you in Brazil will be different from Italy to the Philippines. Understand the global piece. Then think to your local troublesome hotspots. Get the intelligence. Work out a strategic plan. This isn't just a, look, it's going up there on social and open. Do some monitoring and takedown. Really, it's much more fundamental. And only by that fundamental understanding of the problem can you work through the solutions, can you work through the analysis of the impact, and you can work out where the money is going to start coming. And then hopefully, with a little bit more advanced analytics, we'll be able to measure where that's going to come more and more. Well, it's a big task, but we all have to start somewhere. So thanks for the guidance on that. Steve, it's always a pleasure. Oh, it's great. And uh, with that, we'll wrap up for today. Uh, I look forward to seeing you at a conference near, near us. 